You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. All right, welcome back to another episode of Original Remake, where we conclude the I Know What You Did Last Summer franchise uh, with its sequel. So this episode, we're doing the sequel and returning, not The Fisherman, but Michael Dennison. How are you doing, sir? Thank God. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if you were going to compare me again to the uh, the stinky fisherman that comes back with a vengeance. Very patient, stinky fisherman, but... Well, I mean, would you uh, rather yeah. be Titus in this one, uh, played by one Jack Black? <laughs> Is that what <Ooh>, you... <laughs> problematic. No, probably not. I do not want to be Jack Black's character on Twitter in 2020. I forgot the character. Uh, I forgot the character when he came on screen, and I was just like, that's right, it was Jack Black. Uh, I do remember some chuckles in the movie theater. I did go see this in the theater. I I think this was a video watch for me, uh, which I don't know why. I was a teenager when this came out, and as we established on a previous episode this month, uh, I was uh, a fan of Jennifer Love. Oh, the first one. The first one? <laughs> well, I was about to go your direction. Seeing oh, okay. this uh, Love Hewitt on the biggest screen possible would have been ideal to me. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't. But yeah, I distinctly remember uh, watching it uh, on VHS. And I did not remember Jack Black. Um, so this <laughs> this role seems like if it came out today, it would be very meme-worthy. Uh, yes. With a lot of negative commentary i don't think that people would be too big of a fan of it but uh back then it was just another goofy character that eventually will be killed off i mean he, he was kind of like the, the seth rogan uh, of of that era right i mean he was kind of almost everywhere coming up and he was just silly and then he goes on to do uh, some starring roles himself you know some hits or miss depending if you like his stuff um, I like that one Bernie movie that he did, right? It was a little I actually dark didn't comedy. watch that. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like a the like a true crime like thing, right? Like yeah. based on a true story. Based on yeah. a true story. Um, uh, very dark, and I liked it. You know, I, I like I like Jack Black. Uh, I liked him in Jumanji. We we did that episode too. He was one of the the bright lights for me, anyway. Um, but this movie, um, you know, Inside Baseball here, we did attempt to record this uh at one point, but um, I think your new dog. I'm uh, forgetting the name here. Starts with a B. Braxton. Braxton. Named, named after my favorite beer. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, he was drunk did. and abusive. <laughs> Barking at the wife. <laughs> right. So uh, so I did rewatch this mainly to refresh my mind again. But secondly, I mean, I can always go for more Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, let's be honest there. And her, uh, her, you know, when she's being stalked. Uh, she has a friend, a kind friend that says, hey, why don't you get in the tanning bed and relax? And the entire audience is like, yes, why don't you do that? Yeah. A uh, horrible way to uh, to go, though. That That's an interesting oh, uh, slasher movie kill. Uh, spoiler alert for this movie. Not much of a spoiler alert, but since she's the lead character, uh, she, it doesn't happen. But wow, that would be that's terrifying that someone uh, locks you up in a tanning bed. Well, you, you uh, it doesn't sound like you've gone through the Final Destination movies, have you? I think I only saw half of the first one. That's it? <laughs> That's okay. it, yeah. Well, one of the deaths in, I believe, part three? I think it's part three. I've seen them all, and I enjoy them all. You know, it, it is what it is. It, it's like people enjoying 
like the the Saw movies. Like the first one's fine. Yeah. If you want to yeah. watch the sequels, that's fine too. Uh, same thing for me with Final Destination. I I like the first one and the the sequels. They're fun. They're they are what they are. But um, you know, spoiler alert for whichever sequel it is, there, there is a <laughs> dual uh, uh, tanning bed death. So there's two girls. Dual. Yeah, okay. yeah, two of them, and they um they strip nude for for that scene. I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, I, I see the reaction on your face. You're like, do tell more. <laughs> Give me that number, yeah, Peter. You, you have but, my uh, attention. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I could I could Google that one. But that's uh, that's kind of like the the theme of this month, right? That um, uh, something will happen in the I I know or I still know series, uh, and another separate um, teen horror movie franchise will come along and mm-hmm. be like, oh, that's a good idea. We can expand on that, kind of like we did with uh, Urban Legend. Yeah, and you know the the thing with the Final Destination series, um, it's death that's coming at, uh, after them. So like the way it's like a what what is that board game that people use to play the the mousetrap game? Is it just called mousetrap? Yeah, but I don't think I ever understood as a kid. I think I just wanted to put the traps together and then set them off. I, didn't, I never really understood what the game aspect of it was. Okay. Well, that's basically what it is. It's like, it's, it's like a mousetrap game. So for example, I mentioned the tanning bed, the, the, the events that lead up to them like dying, uh, you know, <laughs> while tanning, it's just crazy. It's just, it's like one thing leads to another and you either are closing your eyes or you're slapping your forehead. Like, I can't believe this is actually happening. They get creative and, um, sometimes it's a little cringy just because of, uh, how violent the death can be. So I don't think they're as bad as from what I understand the Saw movies are because that's definitely, like um, what do they call it? Gore porn or uh, yeah, that uh, that's sort of the leader of that entire uh, genre. That right. like, the hostile series. Yeah, so Final Destination never gets to that point, but they definitely toe the line of of um, getting a little violent. Uh, but but I like them. This movie, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, throw it in now because I think you kind of alluded to one in the previous episodes that you didn't really care for this one. Um, mm, no. Yeah. I, I think it's fine. You know, I think it's uh, it's it's a sequel. Uh, another spoiler alert for the Scream series here. They do a reverse Scream, right? Where with the the first I know what you did is um is Ben the the the, the guy that they did hit uh, in the first movie. We discussed that, and then in the sequel we get Ben's son Will. Uh, so you got the the two two people here kind of. Um, Teaming up together here to kind of uh, to to go after Julie and and pacing Brandy and as usual. Yeah, <laughs> waiting an entire con. year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a uh, I guess that's a staple. Going back to Friday the Thirteenth, uh, going mm-hmm. back to Psycho, even the 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 sort of scary parental figure that somehow ties into mythology. I mean, there's different versions of it. Sure, like, sure. Um, it, it's. <sighs> It's goofy, fun, in one way here, because um, I don't think the movie's terrible. Like I, I think you'd have to you have to be, you know, quite the film snob to to come nitpick apart something like I still know what you did last <laughs> summer. But I also feel like it's a little too convoluted as far as those reveals. Where I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter, like, you know, how this this came to be. Like, how the killer gets them on the island with the, the sort of fake radio DJ thing. And, right. uh, the, you know, they, they give the correct answer, which is actually the wrong answer. 
um, it seems like a lot, you know, and there's this backstory of why that particular island uh, we've, you know, I, I think we kind of said that about the first one, that it, the killers revealed that it was kind of overly complicated as far as there was another person that they were killing, but then these stupid teenagers come along and it kind of covers up that fact that they were already doing something illegal. Um, you, you get more of that here. Uh, I, I think you have to enjoy, probably unfortunately, uh, the charms of like the Jack Black character, uh, the charms of uh, Mackay Pfeiffer uh, mm-hmm. constantly getting cock-blocked on this <laughs> island. If you, if, you, you know, if you find that kind of amusing, if you find the personalities fun uh, in between bouts of them being chased and you know stabbed or attempted to be stabbed, uh, I, I think it's mostly fine. My biggest issue is, honestly, again, and I know we picked on him uh, at the start of this month, Freddie Prince, man, just you know, Freddie Prince breaks bad here, and him, I guess, getting attacked on this uh, road. Uh, he's going with this poor work buddy of his after he's denied a weekend of sex in well, a truck island. Uh, one of the best scenes uh, in the movie is is this bromance uh, bro, bro trip. <laughs> that guy did not deserve this at all. Because no, he's, he's the one saying, like, wait a minute. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt is asking you to go away with her to a beach somewhere and just, you know, have lots of fun, whatever that entails. And you're standing here wanting to, to reek of, of fish guts. Like, what's wrong right. with you? I do that like, guy gets the, it. I, I like the uh, car karaoke. You know, that's probably... One of my favorite moments there. Like a, a moment of joy for John Hawks before he has to be like the, the first victim of this, yeah. this slasher movie. Again, pretty violent, um, pretty gruesome, his death. It felt like, I, I know you've seen, uh, you know, another theme of this month, I think, is us watching uh, different TV series. Whichever TV show one of us will bring up, mm-hmm. <laughs> the other one will not have seen that. Right. Uh, and we go back and forth. Uh, it felt very much like a TV season where, for whatever reason, Freddie Prinze was like shooting something else, so they had to have him totally isolated from the rest of the cast because yeah, he what had to shoot like. scenes on his own. Yeah, it's awkward, and it's—I don't know if it's yet again—it's kind of goofy fun if you kind of go along with it, like him going to uh, pawn off this engagement ring to get a gun. And then getting on a ship by himself and facing like a tropical storm to go to this far off island to save, you know, his his uh, damsel in distress, it's it's strangely far sillier than um, than the first film. And I don't know if that's just par for the course with sequels. I think Scream Two also was far sillier than the first one as far as how they revealed who the killers were, um, but it still didn't feel. It didn't feel as different as the first Scream. This one just feels decidedly different for me. It's like, you know, uh, the the TV uh, sweeps months where it's like, let's send the characters to a different location. It's it's It feels very much like it suffers from sequelitis here. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I'm, I was just kind of going up and down on the Wikipedia. I'm not seeing anything uh, about Freddie Prince uh, possibly filming something else um, back to back, but... But you know he he was he was on the rise. I, I think they all were uh, following that that first um, su- the, the success of the first movie, and so and it fits in with the plot too, right? Because they're yeah. you know we're going to reveal another threat is the guy that's trying to get with Jennifer Love Hewitt here. So he's got to right. have a reason for being on that trip. Exactly, exactly. And I do remember um, the character Will just being so silly, and again got a lot of laughs from the audience I was with. Um, it's funny that I remember like some of those moments, but it's just, I don't know. I, I think this, 
having watching uh, let me see have, how did i watch this I, I think i watched them in chronological order yeah i think that sounds correct um i don't remember when i watched urban legends in in that series though but i'm pretty sure i went one two three uh, as far as this franchise and i think i'm just you know i still have that bitter taste in my mouth from the i still know what you did that way no, no, no. I'll always oh, know. Oh, there you go. They, they stole the Whitney Houston <laughs> lyrics there, or Dolly Parton, I guess. Anyway, but that was just shot so poorly, and I just hated everything about that movie that I watched this, you know, uh, on a rewatch. I'm like, okay, you know what? Much better than that third sequel, or the second sequel. Well, there's no there's no Mackay Pfeiffer. Uh, and Jack Black, you know, in, in the jacuzzi, when Mackay Pfeiffer thinks he's alone with um, Brandy, and then stupid, and I mean beyond stupid Jack Black. If you've seen Jack Black be uh, aggravating or annoying before, uh, I think this rivals any character he's played as far as grading on one's nerves, and that's the the purpose of him. Uh, him popping up like the shark from Jaws to ruin that <laughs> that moment where you're about to make out with Brandy. Uh, is equally terrifying. Might be the most terrifying thing in this movie. So there's none of that, and I'll always know. I, I didn't find... I wasn't rooting for any particular thing to happen, and I'll always know except for us to get to the end of this month <laughs> on this <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Titus is is a problem, but I think, you know, obviously at the time, 97... <laughs> he gets solved yeah. by the fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, they... He he is annoying, and so like when he dies, you're fine with it. You know, it's it's kind of like the um the I don't know is he a concierge? What is he? Uh, Jeffrey Coombs Combs, who plays Mister Brooks. I love him from the Frighteners. Right, he was that uh, detective or FBI agent. Um, similar character here, just very unlikable, and you just can't wait for him to die. But also very um, very put upon. Uh, considering that these are his only uh, guests, you know, he just seems like totally stressed out by their their mere presence uh, here. Um, which I don't know. I guess he's like the uh, one of the few adults in the room, and he just finds all these teenagers to be obnoxious. Uh, I do like the reveal that um, you know they're coming during hurricane season, mm-hmm. which <laughs> these idiots wouldn't know, like that they want a trip during hurricane season, but. Uh, I I didn't have any issue with him. I didn't have any issue with uh, Estes. I guess the uh, he's sort of Mister Exposition. It's uh, Bill Cobbs. Oh yeah, yeah. Who's, uh, right, right, right. Estes. Okay, okay. Yeah, character actor. Um, we know him in everything. Yeah, it was the uh, the grandpa and the people under the stairs. Another horror movie. Um, mm. uh, he, you know, he doesn't have uh, easy dialogue to to <laughs> to read off because he's just filling in gaps in the uh, continuity i guess uh all of the side characters uh with you know the exception of maybe jack black don't <laughs> don't at me twitter um i think are pretty fun I, you know it's most of the cast is fun i i think i only have an issue really with the uh, will yeah I just don't, okay i don't know he's like too he's, goofy but he's not matthew lillard goofy like matthew lillard yeah. was goofy and interesting and scream uh and this guy He's some sort of weird hybrid of Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich. And you know okay. how I feel about the latter. Jennifer <laughs> so. uh, Esposito. I listened back to that episode. I and forgot you, that that you, was her. Yeah, she's good. Um, I I read that she uh, 
her spoiler again we're just spoiling this this movie because you know it's a slasher movie yeah. but um her death was actually supposed to be uh brandy and they really? switched it because they're like well you know the, the kids coming see this like brandy's the the bigger star like you know she's we got it we can't have her you know die because that's too dark that's too gruesome and i'm like what about jennifer esposito like she's nothing <laughs> it's like the kids won't care about her <laughs> um I yeah, I mean she's she's good too. Um it's sort of like, you know, in a and this film Twitter would kill me for this. It's like a baby the shining. It's like the shining for like the MTV set at that okay. time cuz you like pretty much everyone at the hotel is kind of creepy and uh kind of standoffish and gives you vibes like uh you know, you shouldn't be in this place like I mentioned hurricane season. Now you don't have the supernatural aspect of it. Thank, Thank God, because <laughs> we got that. With, I'll always know, um, but I, I think for the most part uh, they're having fun with it. So yeah, when I said yeah, I wasn't that into it. I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a seven percent, which Holy seems cow. extreme, and the audience score is only twenty nine percent. Wow. So yeah, this one got this one got killed by the critics. Yeah, like they, yeah. they hated this movie. It seems like it. I um I don't know. I don't. I'm I'm not even like grading on a curve. Like I I watched it again last night, and I'm just like yeah, yeah. It's fine. Tanning it is bed. what it is. Just let me remind there. Our... <laughs> the tanning bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going straight to that scene. No, I'm, I'm kidding. No, I, I I did rewatch the whole thing. Um, I kind of forgot, like, I guess the opening sequence as well. Um, it's actually a, a dream or a nightmare, rather, where uh, Julie goes to a confession booth. And, you know, when you're sitting in the theater, either you're like, oh, this is a dream or like, oh, you better get out of there, Julie. Um, and then she wakes up and screams in class. Like, that's one of my one of those moments that stand out for me, too. And it uh, fixes the, you know, possibly real ending of the first film that they explain is like just yet another dream she had once she went off to college. This is a reoccurring. I think they even have the Will character kind of mentioned like it's mm, like, oh, yeah. another dream, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um I also read that that was the trailer or the original teaser trailer was that opening sequence in the church, which uh, oh, I don't remember seeing, but um, I don't either. I, you know, I, I kind of maybe poked a little bit of fun uh, in the first film for its, I don't know if you'd say famous, but uh, infamous, mildly infamous moment where Jennifer Love Hewitt is screaming, what are you waiting for? Like yeah. her moment where she breaks bad. Uh they wait again. It's it's like very remake-ish in the sense that they wait until almost the end, like when she's standing over an open grave, and that's when she throws down. So Jennifer Love Hewitt, when she's in a slasher movie, well, how long is this? An hour and 40 minutes? Uh-huh. She'll wait at least an hour before she gets angry at the killer, before she challenges them to fisticuffs. She's such a nice girl, you know? She <laughs> she, she wants to give everyone the benefit of the doubt here. Um what would you, if you were a fan of the first one, what would you have liked for them to have done differently? Or, you know, going back to that time period, do you think this, you know, does what a sequel should? Uh, you know, this is not meant to be Star Wars or like a, you know, a Marvel movie. There's not meant to be a, an entire series of this, uh, as we saw with I'll Always Know. Let's just leave, <laughs> let the mythology rest. Uh, you know, do you think is your, in your teenage self, were you satisfied with this as like an entertaining part two? I, I was like, um, you know, when we decided to do this franchise, I was like, oh, I remember liking both movies. Um, I, I knew that the first one was a big success. And I think at that time when I went to watch the sequel, it's kind of, I guess, I don't know if I had any expectations, but I would say 
it's uh, I got what I expected from the sequel. You know, body count up, um, extra reveal with the son. You know, at that time, yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised that it was Will's son. I don't think I was sat there like mind blown, like the sixth sense or anything like that. But I was just like, uh, I think I remember like the, the line where Will goes, Will's Ben's son. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's <laughs> stupid. But but then I was like, okay. I get it, but you know, I never sat there and analyzed anything. But body count goes up. Um, Titus, I, I think, even at that time, I was just like, wait, why are they throwing in like a silly guy to kind of make things funny? It's, it's just, I don't know, maybe he was just up and coming. I remember Jack Black, like the earliest movie I saw Jack Black in was like Airborne. You know, this um, kid goes from California to Connecticut and then he has to. Hmm. Uh, I've never heard of this. Move in with his cousin, Seth, Seth Green. Who's a dork and gets picked on, and because he's a California oh, dude, he yeah, he pulled up on he's IMDb. He's he's the first picture, Jack Black. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine would uh, you were early on the uh, Jack Black train because mine was Cable Guy, which was '96, as the, uh, the the friend that's pushed aside that uh, is always suspicious of uh, Jim Carrey, uh, and then his breakout. I guess would be like high fidelity for me. That's where you know he okay. kind of stole the show and started getting, I guess, leading man roles after that. You, um, you know what's funny is uh, you joined me on Podstatic for Cable Guy, and I don't remember him in that movie. <laughs> that's uh, apparently I was not doing my job saying like this is where the Jack Black era started because uh, I'm sure you would have worked in Airborne there too. Perhaps. Um, Probably, I think uh, both of us just being basketball fans, we were just going over the uh, the basketball sequence with Jim Carrey uh, dunking, not over top of someone, but using, I believe, Jack oh. Black as a stepladder to complete that uh, Shaq-like dunk. You could be right. I mean, I, if I remember correctly, which I don't, uh, I probably mentioned that Cable Guy, that might have been like my first sit down and all watching it all the way through for that review. So I still remember very uh, very little details from it i know i don't want to tell you how many times i've I've watched it because it's probably embarrassing i feel like you do (laughs) (laughs) it was uh at least three times in theaters as a kid i I loved cable guy yeah okay um i've watched titanic that much in the theaters that's more of a commitment though yeah it's it's much longer maybe that's like watching four cable guys Mm-hmm. But mine's a better love story, though. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> That's fine. You, know, you didn't leave him Matthew stranded Robert. on a, on a, on a you know, door. or <laughs> No, man. He was all in. He got him the prostitute, the kick-ass karaoke machine. Uh, he did a lot more for him. Okay. Um, yeah, Leo had nothing in his pockets. I don't know what, I don't know what Kate Winslet saw in him. You need Jim Carrey. Um, back to I Still Know... Um, Having seen this one, and with this being our wrap-up show, the last one of the series for the month where we're finishing on a repeat, Peter, if there's a way to make you dislike I'll Always Know Even More, does this one complete that for you? Because it's like, now having rewatched it twice, just yes. for this podcast, right. you know that what follows, what follows this movie, and... I think it makes it even more of a travesty that there's no uh, JLH and I'll always know that the reboot factor just does not not work at all. Because as we saw, like, you know, maybe the start of the third one would have been her not waiting an hour to get mad. Maybe she doesn't put up with any of this bullshit and she just becomes like a, you know, like the bride from Kill Bill. She's just like a stone cold trained killer at that point because she's used to being attacked uh, nonstop. 
I don't know if there's a way you can fix I'll Always Know. Um, because you got none of the <laughs> returning cast, right? I, I think yeah. if you if you want to tie it into that, you bring... Yeah, I'm just pausing that you just don't do it. That's the way to fix it. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> do I mean, something else. <laughs> bring Julian Killer off. I don't know. And then... Oh, that's bold. Like, you know, know, like it, a Drew Barrymore type thing from exactly. Scream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring, bring her back to bring people... You know the fans of the original be like, "Oh, she's back!" They didn't kill her off, piss people off, but but that's something. <laughs> Especially you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, God, I really hate that that third movie. It it uh, there's a reason I didn't even know it existed until we you know started looking at uh, you know franchises to do for this this podcast. Um, did this one do? I'm trying to see. Did this one do well financially? Because I'm, yeah, it uh, yeah, it it uh, at least tripled its budget. So it's kind of old fashioned uh, sequel days where it's like you would make a part two, but there wasn't an expectation that everything had to be a trilogy necessarily. Right. And I guess they just thought like there was no rush because now if anything was in profit, you you make another one. I mean, how many of those like. The Transporter movies with Jason Statham, which I don't think are like huge hits. I think it's just two just... of them, isn't it? Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm thinking of Cranked. It's not even no Crank. Why did Crank get a sequel? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't even seen the first one, but people like that first one. Uh, but isn't that a Luc Besson movie? Hmm, maybe right. He's also kind of like Spielberg in that I think he puts his name on a lot of stuff for marketing. Like he's like a, an ex- executive producer. I don't know if it's like you know his film, but right. it's still strange to me that. Uh, you know, they they did it. Scream was obviously much bigger than the I know series, but uh, this one you know made eighty four million dollars on a budget of twenty four. Um, the critics hated it, but I don't see why that would that's never stopped a horror film franchise before. Yeah, continuing on. So they they shot um, in Mexico, so it's not like you know parts of California or something. Um, and they cast uh, you know a native actor in Jack Black who's appropriating everything. <laughs> His role, <laughs> native to Mexico, absolutely. Yeah. Native oh, wherever you want, <laughs> man. Um, I don't know. I, at least this one, it looks like they tried, right? Yes. Where, yes. Whereas that that third movie, you're just like, what? What is even going on? Like, you guys just put a bunch of announcements out and filled in a bunch of roles and made something happen way too quick. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like maybe some of the other sequels around this time. I mean, we talked about Urban Legends um, previously as well, and there was what two more sequels after that. It was a thing, and I think in the '90s, at least for me, when I went to go watch a sequel to something like this, like Speed Two, you just kind of you're just going because you like that first movie, and you maybe walk out of that second movie like, eh, not as good as the first one. Oh well. You know, um, nowadays, it's just because there's so many different platforms and means to get get your fix. Now you just you, you feel cheated if you don't like a movie. And you're like, well, that's two hours I can't get back. It, it was it was different back then. You know, the, the movie going experience versus uh, watching VOD or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of some other shitty sequels. <laughs> Speed 2 was definitely one of them. I saw that. There's no Keanu in that one. That would be like if this one uh, recast with another attractive, uh, you know, brunette girl uh, who's not playing 
Julie, but is, you know, obviously written to be for Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she just turned it down for some reason, which hats off to Keanu, I guess, for dodging that particular bullet. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't think it's like you said, like I'm not grading on a curve, but I am wondering like what these critics were looking at and why they were so upset by this particular sequel, because I, I think you know what you're getting with this genre. I'm not apologizing for slasher movies, but you know, some of the criticisms I'm seeing are like, this makes no sense. Uh, utterly moronic plot elements. And I'm like, but that's, you know, that's kind of there in the first one too, right? Like we, we enjoyed that one. And we're talking about, it doesn't make too much sense that the killer would get his revenge in this particular way. Yeah, I, I think it's because he is a regular man. Um, so did it take him like almost a year to convince his son to get in <laughs> to get on this murder? I'm plot trying to imagine your version where Thanksgiving comes around, Christmas, and he's like, "Come on, son, come, come on. on!" He's like, "Will, Will, they ran me over." <laughs> what would your mom and, say if she was still around? <laughs> I mean, all I'd have to say is, uh, "I need you to fake date Jennifer Love Hewitt." And I'd be like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> make, make friends with Carla. Mm-hmm. Bring out the hooks. Let's yeah. do it. Um, I'm with you, Pops. See, I, I think why I keep bringing up like Fast, uh, not Fast and the Furious, um, Final Destination is because they repeat the exact same type of things in those sequels. But for me as a viewer, I enjoy seeing how creative they try to be with the deaths. You know, because that's what's different. Mm, yeah. You know, they they try to change up the depths, but the story's the same. You know, it's it's um all teenagers trying to escape death, and every version something different. You know, the first one's premonition, and then and then digital photos. Well, was you know was was one movie, um, which is fine. You know, it's like, you know, we talk about you know the formula; it works. But try something different. So they so Final Destination they keep redoing the same story, but the depths are all different. This one, I don't know if the deaths are anything different. The only thing different really is now they put it on uh, in a locale where the, the where where your cast really can't escape. So that kind of that kind of does something, but I don't know. I, I think maybe if they built more suspicion with some of the 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 people on the island, mm, you that's know, a good like point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think Estes um, that that accusation came a little late. Um, like I don't, I don't know if that plot point worked for me. Um, the Estes possibly being uh, the murderer, just because he had some of their belongings. I don't know. It's a good point. It's something that's uh, missing directly from like, it's. I don't know if you'd call it competitor, but uh, certainly it's rival from the same time period of Scream. Is mm-hmm. that there was a, a really fun guessing game, like in all of them, mm-hmm. as far as who from this new cast of characters could possibly be uh, the killer. Uh, and, you know, certainly a little more tongue-in-cheek and wink-wink uh, to the, the crowd. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't think even on this watch I even played that game in my mind. Where I was like, and I, having not seen it since I was a teenager, I didn't even remember how it... All I remembered, as I said, was the tanning bed. I remember <laughs> they go to the island and that's it. Uh, I didn't remember the the plot as far as, you know, who, who was uh, responsible this time. I had a suspicion about the radio thing. I didn't remember it exactly, but I'm like, this appears to be very dumb. No, yeah, <laughs> I I definitely remember the radio because I remember the reveal 
again, like the um, the guy who plays Will here, uh, Will I don't Benson think he went on to do Matthew Settle. I just remember how kooky he was. Nah, maybe not kooky is the right word, but how silly he was during that reveal where um, he's like, hey, he's "Oh, got, who do you think that was?" And then he does the voice. I don't know. I just I can't. Got, got always nothing on Rebecca Gayhart uh, <laughs> going nuts. <laughs> The man is 51 now. What's he doing? So the last, I guess he, the, I mean, he was still kind of doing things up until like 2016, but nothing really sticks out. I mean, I guess he was in the movie Ouija back in 2014. Hmm. Um, the Express. Okay, I did hey, see buddy. that. That's a good movie. 121 episodes of Gossip Girl, which I have not seen. He played President Kennedy in The Express, the Ernie, uh, Ernie Davis story. Huh. I saw that one time and liked it. That's about it. Um, but yet not... Oh, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. He was in the first one. Didn't see that? Uh, the In Crowd. I did see that. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, it was just one of those things on the shelf. And I was like, hey, hot women. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is a... Uh, uh, across, I think, all generations, that has always been a great marketing hook right there. Sure. Uh, especially when the aim is, uh, you know... Young uh, guys and gals. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at the IMDb, and uh, I don't think I ever saw this, but yes, they were pre- this just looks like an advertisement for like <laughs> clothing or yeah, something. Express, like right. movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I shopped there back in high school myself. Um, <laughs> but U571, I saw and liked that one as well when that came out. So I definitely saw him in things I just didn't know it was him. So um, this guy did not go on to become. The uh, the sex god that is Matthew Lillard stealing away George Clooney's woman and the descendants. Sure. Yeah, that you know, I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. is still a hunk. You know, uh, just I don't know. I I don't know what's a really good Freddie Prince Jr. movie. I did see a trailer for Summer Catch, um, and I think does that got Matthew Lillard in it? The, yes. <laughs> 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 it's so does Scooby-Doo. Um, they clearly like to work with each a, other. attached at the hip, aren't they? Jessica Biel is also in that one. A good Freddie Prince Jr. You're going to stump me on that one. Uh, I even had his IMDb up because I felt like he was a semi-retired kind of guy. Um, I liked him on Friends, playing Sandy, the, the, the nanny. <laughs> looks like he does a lot of voice acting. Like, if you go back... Um, he was on two episodes of Bones in 2014. And that was it. And then everything else, um, it looks like he's, is all voice work. Um, hmm, which is, is strange, but, uh, good Freddie Prinze Jr. material. Hmm. He, he voiced, uh, a voice cameo in Rise of Skywalker. I don't think that'd be that good. I don't know, man. I, you know, the summer catch thing... <laughs> is an odd pull but it's funny because you look at it and from like 97 through like 2001 2002 ton of stuff yeah wing commander she's all, oh gosh boys and girls none of these movies uh these movies hold up that's all right though he married buffy and uh life worked out well it did i'm, I'm sure they're living off of uh her earnings um, what what is he? You don't think that the summer catch residuals, those checks are coming in? Oh yeah, she's all that uh, too. I'm sure. Them. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you ever get sad? Yeah. Uh, and that because we kind of steer the conversation that direction sometimes when we look at the cast, uh, especially when you look at slasher movies. Do you ever get 
does it make you feel old seeing all these people that uh, this was kind of their one moment and didn't go on to you know win Oscars or do anything of that sort? It's unfair because these type of movies don't necessarily uh, give you a preview of someone being like an Academy Award winning actor or having a long lasting career. But I don't know. It kind of makes me feel uh, old and decrepit, Peter. I, I don't know if it makes me feel old, but um, I do wish that. I I don't know if some of these performances were like deal breakers, um, you know, for like later <laughs> projects. But you know, like Jennifer Love Hewitt, she does go on to do other things. I, I think I caught like a few episodes of that client list that she did, and um, I don't remember if if I liked it or not. I mean, I clearly didn't watch any more than just a couple episodes. But there there were things that I saw her in, like Heartbreakers with. Um, Heartbreakers is pretty good. I think I remember liking it. Jason Lee, Gene Hackman, Scorny Weaver. Yeah, Scorny Weaver. Yeah, so uh, that that was good. So she was always kind of like I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just watched it because she's so damn cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> she is. Why are you laughing? <laughs> it doesn't really answer the question of if you feel old though, because it's it's still going back to a role from two thousand one, so almost twenty years ago. I don't know, maybe because these actors are older than me, so I still feel young. Oh, okay, <laughs> to see the, the young buck coming in. I see. Okay. <laughs> oh man, um, that's all I got to say about this. Like, I, I don't, I don't hate this movie. You, you know, it. Will I go like out and seek it? You know, probably not. But I, this is I, the last rodeo with the I still know. I would saga. get like a double, you know, Blu-ray or something. You know, um, I think I would just go with Heartbreakers. Yeah. That's what you've got me rewatching now. <laughs> oh sure, sure, sure. So uh, I, I think we're uh, we're gonna continue. Uh, we're gonna go into the October months, not with uh, a horror uh, series, but uh, what would you maybe family. Horror because we had we got October pinned down as uh, the Adams Family series. Oh, okay. I, I I don't remember. Okay, I remember talking about that uh, a few months ago. I I didn't know if we. Um, that makes the most sense, you know. So maybe I'm just forgetting. But yeah, um, getting old, Peter. Yeah. Okay. See now I'm, I now I feel I'm getting old because like memory <laughs> is in play here. Now now when we're just talking about watching these rich actors. <laughs> If, whether or not we feel bad if they went off to do other things, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm sure they're with their families. Maybe and we ought to life. change October to the Purge series because Peter is uh, espousing some eat the rich <laughs> mentality. Here. No, I, I can go for some kookiness, you know, some okay. snaps and kookiness. I'm ready for some Joan Cusack myself. Yeah. Spoiler alert yeah. for the sequel. For, for part so. two. I mean, Doc Brown's yeah. in both movies as well, Raul Julia. So, a uh, very good cast of that one. Um, I, I was at the right age. I was a fan of uh, Christina Ritchie, you know. So, looking forward to another uh, crush here. I never had that myself. No, not for. I was. She didn't do it for I, you. Huh? I, I I liked her. I definitely I definitely remember uh, Wednesday Adams being the kind of like, you know, she had all the funny lines. She's a smart ass. I, but I, uh, I, I do remember in one moment in in the sequel where she's at camp and they're trying to get her to smile and uh-huh. like the reaction from like the goody two shoes they're kind of disgusted by her smile because <laughs> 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 she's such a weird girl. But anyway, um, so we're doing uh, Adam's family uh, and values will be the sequel. Which one's the reboot? The C- the CG one, the the newer one. Yeah, I, I I figure we can decide that um, how you want to play because you know the the remake or reboot 
it, you could interchange them, I guess. But I was thinking we'd uh, do like sort of a, a tip of the cap to like Urban Legend, where a, a different franchise basically stole the concept, uh, which is Hotel Transylvania, as far as the, the family oh. aspect of like, you know, the, the oddballs and the, the, the dark family. Um, I was almost thinking like Dark Shadows, but that's that's a like a franchise of its own, right? Or not a mm-hmm. franchise, but that was a, based on a series. A soap opera, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know uh, how we'll, we'll well I guess we'll figure it out uh, off yeah. mic, but yeah, yeah, those will be the the four films because there is a 2019 update, uh, an animated film uh, as well. Uh, I'm just here for the last episode of the month, which is Joan Cusack. That was who I was into as a small child. I don't know if I was no looking kidding. into like a, a domineering cougar. Okay, when I was like, <laughs> did you, you know, did you like old. her in like nine months? The Christopher Columbus movie? I don't really remember. Okay. I'm sure I did, but that also had Julianne Moore, Peter. Yeah. So let's not let's right, not get right. crazy here. <laughs> I only have two eyes now. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure it's easier when they're both on screen. But I mean, Robin Williams is in that movie too. Good movie. Was I there like anyone it. else on screen when Julianne Moore's around? I don't think so. I mean, Hugh Grant. But... Nope, not there. Not <laughs> me. He doesn't do it for you, huh? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Stupid <right>. hair. <laughs> Well, maybe in that movie. <laughs> so uh, we won't be talking about Julianne more, unfortunately, but join us again for uh, the month of October for uh, the Adams Family franchise. 